that the heathen have come into your inheritance. They have profaned your holy temple. They have made Jerusalem a heap of rubble. They have given the bodies of your servants as food for the birds of the air and the flesh of your faithful ones to the beasts of the field. They have shed their blood like water on every side of Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a reproach to our neighbors, an object of scorn and derision to those around us. How long will you be angry, O Lord? Will your fury blaze like fire forever? Pour out your wrath upon the heathen who have not known you, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon your name. For they have devoured Jacob, and made his dwelling a ruin. Remember not our past sins. Let your compassion be swift to meet us, for we have been brought very low. Help us, O God our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive us our sins, for your name's sake. Why should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let it be known among the heathen and in our sight that you avenge the shedding of your servants' blood. Let the sorrowful sighing of the prisoners come before you, and by your great might spare those who are condemned to die. May the revilings with which they have reviled you, O Lord, return sevenfold into their bosoms. For we are your people in the sheep of your pasture. We will give you thanks forever and show forth your praise from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God takes his stand in the council of heaven. He gives judgment in the midst of the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show favor to the wicked? Save the weak and the orphan, defend the humble and needy. Rescue the weak and the poor, deliver them from the power of the wicked. They do not know, neither do they understand, they go about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Now I say to you, you are the you are gods and all your children of the 
shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, and rule the earth, for you shall take all nations for your own. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We can feel the anguish of our psalmist, watching as the temple is defiled and the saints are slaughtered. And it's not entirely dissimilar to our own feelings as we watch the Pope bless the world from St. Peter's Square, dark, rainy, and utterly empty. The eeriness of our present moment is unnerving. If it hasn't already, it should evoke from us, along with the psalmist, a cry, Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. O deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. O let the sorrowful sighing of the prisoners come before you. According to the greatness of your power, preserve those who are condemned to die. Crying out in confusion and sorrow is tied up with what St. Paul commands us in his letter to the young bishop Timothy. Train yourself for godliness. This may seem like a stretch, but consider the options. In the face of this pandemic or any of the manifold sorrows and hardships of this life, one could choose to play the part of a lunatic, untethered from reality, carrying on as if nothing in the world was the matter. Or one could choose selfishness, grasping at whatever is close to hand as a way of staving off fear. Or one could choose despair, nihilism, a sense that life is utterly meaningless, that sorrow and ruin are the only guarantees, death and taxes, as they say. None of these responses fit with the whole truth. We cannot simply go whistling past the graveyard on this, There is real fear, real sorrow, real and obvious disruption. These things cannot be overlooked. Nor can we just gorge ourselves in greed with an I've got mine mentality. Not only does this not actually deal with our anxiety, it whittles us and the people around us down into something less than human. And we cannot simply settle into despair. Even still, in this moment, The world is shot through with too much beauty and joy for us to convince ourselves that all is meaningless darkness. Human beings were created to be liturgists, to perform a work of service on behalf of the world, offering up all things back to the Creator from whom all good things have been given. This vocation, though forfeited in our rebellion, has not ceased to be our true calling. To be trained in godliness in a fallen world must include crying out to God in sorrow and grief. Our only other choice would be some hermetically sealed, self-centered existence. Consider the toil of which St. Paul speaks. Flogged, beaten with sticks, stoned, conspired against, shipwrecked, ridiculed, constantly being given over to death yet living on, and eventually martyred. To what end did he toil thus? To what end did he strive until the shedding of his blood? because we have set our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. This is the ultimate reality to which we must return again and again, the hope of the living God who is, as Christ himself taught us, the God of the living. 
This recurrence of faith, expressed in crying out to God, is part of the training for godliness. Just as the novice guitarist must press through until calluses are formed, until her fingers and hands learn the fretboard and can make music, so too must we press on in prayer, even or perhaps especially in the face of sorrow and evil, so as to be gathered together into the choir of God's saints, training in godliness for this present life and for the life to come. Friends, don't shrink back. We are tired, isolated, lonely, confused, and dwelling in darkness. But Christ, who is himself truth and life, has promised that he will never leave nor forsake us. As we turn toward what will be the strangest of holy weeks in a few days, I encourage you, in your life of prayer, seek deeper communion with our Lord and Master, who experienced isolation, exhaustion, loneliness, and darkness willingly, that he might save his people. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.